0: Hey guys, this is Leticia.
1: And I'm Micah. And, and welcome, welcome to Real Talk. Real
0: Talk. So, we're two young adults who are just trying to figure this thing called life out. So join us on this journey as we figure it out. Together. Good morning, Micah. Good
1: morning, Leticia. How
0: are you? I'm good this morning, how are you? Oh,
1: that's terrifying. <laughs> It's not okay. <laughs> I am so excited about today. Oh, Drum roll, please. I'm excited because we have a special guest.
0: Yes, we have a special guest today that is going to be sharing some wisdom. Welcome, Christian Thacker.
2: Yay. Good morning, guys. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Good morning.
0: Zachary. Good morning. Good morning.
2: It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh
1: my gosh, I'm so excited. So uh, yeah, we're going to be talking today about, or just kind of learning, gleaning from you um, more about what it's like to be a man in modern day society and on top of that, trying to follow Jesus in the midst of it. Because just in my experience and almost the experience of everyone I speak to, there's so many struggles of uh, just being a man because there's a lot of pressures placed on them of just, you've just got to have everything together, just got to perform and do and uh, lead the home one day and shut down emotions, just keep moving. And um, there's just a lot of expectations and, and you know, false masculinity, um, you know, that's not biblical. So I'm excited to, to talk to you today. Um, we are excited to talk to you today to to understand more of how you how you pursue Jesus in the midst of it all and, and really gain his character and what masculinity really looks like in in his image
0: and I'm excited we're doing it with Christian because although he doesn't you know think much of his, of himself sometimes um he truly does exemplify what mm it is to express their emotion what it is to you know have healthy touch with people what it is to like just love on people and exhort people and encourage people constantly Mm -hmm. and i don't even think he understands how much he does it because it's just so natural to him but there are definitely a lot of things that men can learn from him and just um how the lord has worked on him you know I love that. So I'm excited, Christian. I'm super so, excited. yeah. So, Micah, like, what is what is one of the questions you have for Christian as we go into this?
1: Yeah. So, just to to start out, um, what are some of the the challenges that you've faced? Or maybe I should start off just uh, with an even broader questions. In uh, even broader questions. Sorry, I don't know how to speak English. Um, do you no, feel like? <laughs> Do you feel like there is an image um, that society has placed on you as a man that's not biblical, uh, whether that be emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, uh, relationally? Do you feel like there's a an image or an ideal that society has placed on you as a man?
2: Well, first off, I just want to thank you guys for having me here today. I feel honored and um, That is a uh, great question, Micah. Um, I think just like for young ladies, I think men also get a lot of mixed messages from society um, about their role in it, about how they should look, how they should act. Um, I mean, we could go down the list. You think of body image, you know, Mm -hmm. it's all about having being muscular, being tall, um, being fit. And, And if you're not that then. Uh, a lot of people might say that you don't you don't fit the the representation of a man, you know. Yeah. Um luckily for myself, I am pretty tall, so I don't have to worry about that. But in, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, in other areas, I might not fit what what society pressures me physically to look like as a man, you know. I'm pretty pretty lanky. You know, I don't have much mu- muscle definition. Um but So that would be more, I guess, physical uh, ways society might pressure us. Um,
0: What about, like, emotionally? You know, like, how is a man supposed to be emotionally? Like, what does the world tell you about that?
2: No, that's a a great point. And um, actually, uh, when I first heard this question, I was thinking about my family more specifically, my dad. Uh, My dad's a a great man. He's a Christian man. But he grew up in uh, a culture or society. He's He's 57. So he's kind of from that generation where, you know, men just suck it up. They don't share anything. They don't show affection like his dad. Uh, you would never see his parents like show affection at all towards one another. You know, my dad always said that's something for between them in the bedroom. You know, you don't show public displays of affection and stuff like that. You know, that's that's not manly. Um, so I kind of grew up in that sense where um, men showing affection uh was almost frowned upon or considered weird. Even in the Christian uh, Christian household, you know, because he was a Christian since he was uh, his early 20s, even late teens, he went to church and was engaged in the church, served in different ministries, but it was always weird for him. I remember he told me a story about he went to this one church and he had, you know, other men hugging him to the point where he got like defensive. He's like, get off me, stuff like that, you know, and that's how he grew up and that kind of passed on to me where hugging or showing affection or doing things like that um, was unmanly, even to the point where recently I, my sister was having a bad day and I brought her flowers. And my dad was like, you know, why are you bringing her flowers? That's weird, stuff like that. So I think n- not only in society, but with uh, within the household, depending on uh, which generation you are, which generation your parents come from, you know, that really plays a role in how you might think a man should be. Yeah. Hopefully that answers your
1: yeah so absolutely it sounds like there is definitely um in the big picture an image that's placed on <clears throat> both men and women and then within the household um i one time i i heard dr phil say i i, I had this phase guys where every single day i would make two hamburgers, yes, two hamburgers, and drink an orange Fanta and watch my Doctor Phil hour. This was a long time ago, but that's where this is coming. We
0: know it was yesterday, my it's okay. Leave me alone. <laughs>
1: um but no, I, I heard him say that uh, the same sex parent is the most <clears throat> excuse me guys, sorry, is the most influential uh person in in building your character and in who you are and so you know within the home christian that was a great point within the home you know you see what your what your parents do what your dad did and so um a lot of times those uh behaviors whether they go towards what your parents do or away from what your parents did um they they tend to not even show up until later in life and then we have to go through a lot of healing and whatever but it sounds like um you you're very self-aware and I probably already walked through different uh healings and and ways in which to just grow yourself as an individual and um yeah just seek God in in the midst of that so uh, my next question is how do you healthily manage emotions as a man when everyone says or oftentimes most people say men need to shut down emotions no Showing
2: emotion is weak. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, So I've often been under the assumption, or maybe not the assumption, just uh, my hypothesis or theory, a lot of men show emotion, but it's usually manifest in anger. Mm. Um, So normally when men get angry, there's an underlying emotion, whether it's fear or stress or sadness, it all usually surfaces as anger. I don't know if this is personal to me or just to my family, but from interactions with other men, um, and talking to them, I see this, there could be a common thread, you know, cause I saw this with my dad, you know, if he was stressed, sad, you know, um, discouraged, anything like that, it just kind of manifested as brute aggression or anger, because oftentimes that might be the only emotion that's seen as acceptable, um, in society, you know, and I saw that within myself, uh, Luckily, I have not acted out aggressively recently, praise God, but you know back uh, back in my younger days, I would anytime I felt some sort of emotion or pain or anything like that, I would just lash out whether it's physical aggression or if it's screaming or yelling, uh, things of that nature. So I feel like a lot of times men will just go straight to anger to express because they truly don't know how to health healthily express their other emotions. Um, And I think just like with anybody else, I think it will have to take a environment of care and nurture in order to allow a man to feel comfortable enough to share his emotions, Um, a support system where he doesn't feel like he is less than just because he can talk about certain emotions. and I will say, you know, scriptures like Jesus wept. I know we always make a reference to that scripture. Some people make fun of it because, you know, it's it's two, it's like two words. It's the shortest. The <laughs> but I think there's a lot of meaning behind that because it shows that as a man, as God, uh, Jesus showed emotion. He cried with people and that it's okay for men. It's actually the manliest thing we can do is to um, be able to carry the burdens of those around us to be able to mourn with those who mourn and rejoice with those who rejoice. Um, sorry. I don't know if that answered your question yeah, specifically.
1: No. Yeah, no, that's, that's, um, wow. That was a beautiful answer. So what are, what are some ways in which um, you're, you've shifted your perspective or um, w- what facets have you, pursued jesus in to kind of come to this come into this mindset this mentality because um, again you said you you used to lash out you used to operate in those ways that we often see because i i relate to that um i saw that growing up i see that now um in in a lot of men so i think you may have uh something there with your your hypothesis but um what did it take to come to this point that you're at now um where you're where you're health healthily managing emotions
0: and I think too like even before we he answers that question like it's I just thought it was really interesting that you said like a lot of men their all of their emotions come out as anger Mm -hmm. and I never thought of that before because even I think that can even apply to women yeah you know sometimes we're You know, like I know for myself, sometimes I can be angry, but I know that I'm not angry at anything, Mm -hmm. but I don't, now I'm understanding a little bit that like, that could be coming from a different emotion that's coming out as anger.
2: It's a defense mechanism. That, that would make sense. You lash out to protect yourself.
0: Because I know for you, me and you are, are very
1: different in in this way, Leticia, just emotionally, because I am like I am such a crier. My emotions are always shown and at the forefront. And for you, it's the opposite. So that would make that would make sense. And times when I, I can I can also say times when I haven't felt safe in my environment to be authentic and and be forward with my emotions as I normally am as Micah that's when I will start to get moody or just like shut down and become, um, uh, get an attitude, become more, more angry or frustrated more easily. So I can relate to, to it on that level as well.
0: Yeah. And I really like what you said, Micah, about the Dr. Phil thing. Like the same sex parent is the one that you are influenced by the most. And I yeah. Think that's really, really interesting yeah
1: it's it's crazy just to quickly say I uh for the longest time I focused on healing in regards to my father which is a work in progress because daddy issues are real however within the last few years the lord has been like hey you gotta get into stuff with with your mom and heal from stuff that you didn't even know you had issues with so sorry guys um and that has actually had a much bigger impact on my character and how I portray myself and how Micah is manifested to people, um, because of that. And so just that, like that spiritual and psychological connection that, you know, they're, they're, wo- uh, woven together, you know? So, um, that's been cool to see how the Lord has, has shifted my emotional capacity and, and how, how I exist outwardly toward people, um, when I've tried to heal with stuff with my mom, uh, even though I'm so much closer to her and all those things, I look to her for who I am, you know, that's our example, so anyway, um, but yeah, how do you, um, healthily manage emotions, um, now, how, how did you get to the, this point of, of healthily doing that?
0: especially since you didn't see it growing up, mm-hmm. you know? Like what what was that shift? Like, how
2: did that happen? That's a good question. And to be honest, it's still a work in progress. You know, I think, um, I don't know if you guys can really but it's it's still something I'm working on, you know, as, as a person, as a man on how to better uh, express how I feel. Um, it, it's still a work in progress, but just like with anything else, um, I have a background in psychology. So when you're dealing with uh, clients uh, that have might have negative thought patterns, you have to work to change those thought patterns so they start thinking in a different way to then enhance their quality of life or, or to overcome certain problems. And that's kind of a similar, there's a correlation between that and how we rewire, uh, how we show emotions. If you grow up one way where you, you don't show emotions, um, men are this way you know they're this cookie cutter hard they're not soft things like that when you enter into christ you just have to allow god to begin that work of rewiring what a man actually is it almost has to, you have to allow god to change the definition mm. that society has placed on you of what a man is and look at what god's definition of a man is um uh so you have to allow god to do the work allow the holy spirit to do the work but there's also practical things we can do as men is just to confront, um, we can confront what society's placed on us uh, and really dive deep into ourselves to figure out, okay, what what is of God and what's just something that comes from maybe society or my family. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, it does take a community. You need to have men that you can look up to that have maybe reached a place in their life where they're more comfortable sharing emotions, showing emotion in a godly way. So you have an example, something that you're striving for, but also just a healthy community of believers that understand your journey and understand what you're working towards that won't condemn you, um, but understand that it's it's okay to show healthy emotion in a godly way.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Um, so it sounds like, so individual, obviously, vertically, that's got to start there with Jesus and um, really just uh, – Asking the Holy Spirit, asking, like you said, um, to just individually do that work in you. And then another intentional effort that's taken to surround yourself with with those certain people that you mentioned and open up. You know, those are all huge steps. Um, but I can say when I've seen men do that and make that choice, because it is just an active choice. You have to want health for yourself, more than you want to be seen um, as the, the, you know, society's standard, right? So we have to really release um, it, just people-pleasing and wanting to be seen as something, and so that takes another level of healing. But um, there was one time a few years back that I was walking through something with a friend um, who was, going through a really traumatic time with her husband who's now her ex-husband and I was seeing the way he's, ways that he was treating her and I just got angry. I was like, Lord, why are so many men, you know, uh, why don't they know how to lead their families? Why why are they leaving their wives? Why are they cheating? Like all of these things with, you know, porn and all of this stuff. I was like, God, this is driving me nuts. Why, why aren't we seeing, you know, Men that are stepping into their calling as men of God, leading their families um, more often, and he was like Micah, it's so much easier for a woman to uh, to learn how to be a bride, but in order for a man to be, a, you know, a, a God centered groom, a Holy Spirit led groom, he has to also learn how to be my bride first, and because of this you know pride driven masculinity quote unquote driven society that's a really crazy idea for men because they have to humble themselves they have to become lowly and feel almost feminine in a sense um you know to to god but he is he is all of our groom that's not you know gender specific so um yeah that that was a revelation that he gave to me and I I thought that was really insightful, but I can't imagine how much harder that is for a man. So it also gave me some more grace um, because I can't imagine what, what that's like uh, to do that as a man.
0: Yeah. I mean, even, you know, growing up without that father figure in my house, like I always had that idea that like, you know, the man shouldn't do certain things or, you know, I mean, I was, okay with men crying but like not too much you know Mm -hmm. like you can cry a little bit but like it shouldn't be about everything you know yeah um but i definitely i definitely think like even christian has shown me a lot of what it looks like to like accept that emotion from a man you know because um you know when we all get married and, and whatever like we have to be able to um see that emotion in our husband and and not put it down as him being less than or him being um, feminine, you know, because emotion is not gender based, you know, it's not, oh, if you're emotional, then you're, you know, you're feminine. No, like emotion is um, is for everyone, you know, and I think that like he has definitely shown me like what that looks like in a man and that the way that we think about men having emotion is completely wrong and twisted. Mm. And we need to let men um, emote. You yeah. Know, have yeah. emotion. Um, and even, you know, this isn't even just a topic for men, but I know we're, we're, you know, talking to Christian, but this is definitely a topic for women that struggle with emotion too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because just like he spoke about, you know, him and his grant and his father and, and how that went, you know, I can relate to, you know, my mom is very emotional, actually. She's, she's very emotional, but, um, I can relate to that part of feeling like emotion is a bad thing. Yeah. You know, like in my family, it's very like, everyone has very neutral emotion. <laughs> and if it's not neutral, then it's anger, but there's not a lot of other emotions within that and so that's why i really thought it was so interesting that you said like things come out and they look like anger but a lot of times it's it can be fear it can be disappointment it can be all these other things yeah shame um so i think this is helpful for me too you know because it's girls struggle with some girls struggle with sharing their emotion just as much as guys do Even though women are more, emotion from women is more accepted, that doesn't mean that we don't struggle with that, you know? Because even if you flip it, right, like sometimes women are seen as masculine Mm -hmm. when they're not as emotional as um, some women, you know? And I'm not the type of person that's like, ah, ah, ah," you know, like (laughs) that's not, that's not me generally. Um, All <laughs> you did was just <laughs> become an opera singer. You didn't do anything besides just sing weirdly. <laughs> um, so you know, if you're not if you're not seen as that like super nurturer and super like I don't know just outwardly emotional, then you can also yeah. be seen as masculine. So there's like the flip of that too. Yeah. Um, which That's is a good point. Is definitely frustrating as a as a woman because I don't think that women should like, women have that same, um, perspective on them, but it's just a little, it's flipped. If you're not super emotional, then you are more masculine, Mm. you know? Yeah. So it's just interesting how, like, for men, if you're more emotional, you're more feminine, but for women, if you're more, you know, you don't show it as outward, then you're more masculine. It's just an interesting, like, flip. It's crazy
1: how we, how we do that, how we fabricate in our own minds what, uh, yeah, anyway, we just need Jesus, man. But God is an emotional God and he created man in, in his image. And he created man first in his image and then pulled uh, female from male, right? So I think if anything, men were, not that I'm saying men are called to be more emotional than women, but, you know, man was the first, Adam was the first to carry emotional characteristics before Eve even existed, you know, so he was the only he, he all he knew was that he was in fellowship with God, and he was made in God's image, and so he carried all of those emotions without any sort of outside cultural tainting on that. And so I wonder what what Adam was like. I'm sure Adam cried. I'm sure Adam, you know, felt sadness, felt loneliness, and that's when you know uh, God pulled Eve from from him, but it's also interesting to think because I think as Christians too we can get into a toxic ideal of men are over everything and women are under men and all of this stuff we can and and I think it's important to be really careful about that because then as women Christian women we can also get into that that same mindset of you know men are called to lead and so they're you know which they are but men are called to be above and so they're you know um they're just supposed to carry things and you not have emotion and so i think we can we can encourage that as well which is really harmful but the fact of the matter is god pulled eve from adam's side he didn't pull eve from uh you know it was from her rib, his ribs right so he didn't take from uh from adam's head or from his feet any any area that could have been seen as the top or the bottom but he took from his side you know that's that was his counterpart right and so that was a revelation that I can't I can't take on for myself. That was someone that uh, one of my friend mentors uh, revealed to me, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's crazy!" And part of the curse actually was that um, our as women our desire would be for our husband, and he would rule over us. But then when Jesus broke that curse, that went beyond you know uh, that original curse that was set in the garden. That was no longer. He broke the curse, right? So then in the New Testament, he absolutely talks about how men are called to lead, but that does not mean that men are over or men, are, men have to be this crazy strong. No, it's our, it, we. it went back. Things went back once Jesus broke the curse. Things went back to the original glory, which was where in the garden, man and woman were each other's counterparts, equal in that we are, we are, perfect for what the other needs, right? We are each other's counterparts, and so we we help each other. So as women, correct me if I'm wrong, Christian, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, but I feel like women need to take more initiative to support men. You know, there there needs to be, um, you know, I don't think we should be the only ones being asked, you know, how is your heart doing? You know, I think we expect for our hearts to be tended to in that way, but we don't think to ask men the same questions. We don't think to really tend to their emotions because we're so fixated on ourselves because we just think they're not the emotional ones we are. So then we we abandon them in that aspect. And that's, that's really wrong because Jesus went beyond that original curse, you know? Yeah.
0: So how can we as women like support you guys Allowing your emotions to come out, you know, like how how do we do that?
2: Because I've actually never asked that. No, that's a that's a great question. Um, uh, you made some good points, Micah, with the the rib and stuff like that. And uh, God saw Adam; it wasn't good for him to be alone, so He made Eve um, because He does need support. You know, men don't don't know it all, and you know are kind of thrusted into certain situations because. From their own families they don't know what the proper way is to lead a marriage and stuff like that and you know if you i was thinking as you guys were talking if you are in a marriage and the woman you know sees emotion as weakness or you have to be the strong one and stuff like that eventually it's going to push the man out because they won't feel safe and they'll just get so burdened that it's easier just to run you know so that's a great question how can men uh, Show emotion to their wives, you know, and I think it's it's all about setting within the relationship an environment where you're both comfortable sharing with one another so that he feels safe, knowing you're not going to judge him and you're not can, going to condemn him um, for um, for showing those emotions. I was speaking to a young man the other day about just how relationships in, in general, men are more fragile than women might think. You know, they do need support. They do need encouragement um daily you know because like i said it's one of those things where yes the man is the head and the lead but we still need the woman pr- plays a vital role in the support system uh to the man you know cuz like i said a lot of guys have the right intentions going into things of that nature but they don't have a good clear example they don't know what that looks like and they're just trying to um figure it out as they go along you know and i think you're absolutely right it's good for the man the man has to stay connected to god because god is what teaches the man how to properly love the woman because if you as the man are not connected to the source of what real love is then you can't properly lead and guide and love a woman if that makes sense yeah
1: yeah wow so what are mm
0: -hmm.
1: oh go ahead no you're good
0: no, you can go,
1: all right? All right. Well, I was just going to ask, like, what are some of the challenges that, that you faced um, in, in dealing with women in regards to this, um, or in, in pursuing and discovering biblical masculinity?
0: And in addition to the challenges, like, how can your friends support? How can, like, female friends support male um, emotions the friend, you know the emotions of their male friends because mm-hmm. in relationships i think that's one thing but then in like friendships just it, yeah it's a little bit different i'm sure mm-hmm. there's still similar components but like how can us as like female friends support you guys's emotions
2: i got you well i think in any relationship whether it's romantic or friendship it's all about trust mm-hmm. they have to be able to trust you to open up And I think what women offer, if you are a woman that may be more prone to better expressing your emotions, is you yourself expressing with them your emotions and letting them know that it is okay to express your emotions. And like I said, it comes down to trust and it comes down to setting an environment that the man feels comfortable and he feels safe enough to share with you, you know? Yeah. So
0: that safe culture just feeling safe enough and sharing yourself so that Mm -hmm. they feel comfortable sharing that
2: Mm -hmm. exactly
1: yeah I I think
0: in my mind I just
1: uh, was processing like okay you need to be so much more intentional about uh, you so I'm I'm a very self-aware person but I have to be able to translate that To other people as well so what what I feel like I need what what I'm you know so aware of within myself you know if I'm if I'm uh, desiring something within my significant other or whatever how how much more intentional can I be to give that them that same respect or that same thing that they probably need as well you know we all need to be asked how we're doing but uh, deeper than that just just really um, pursuing each other, you know, in friendship and relationship. I think obviously the, the man is called to lead and begin that process. And there, there, you know, there's obviously, but I don't want that to allow women a cop out. You know, we, we can't just not pursue the other, you know, in, in relationship with Jesus, he pursues us and we pursue him. If we don't pursue him back, then it's always going to be him chasing after us and we're never really getting anywhere because we're just, we just like the idea of being desired and there's no actual relationship. Relationship is always 100-100, not 50-50, not, you know, it's 100-100. So you you give and you give and you give of yourself as much as you can and the other person is called to do the same. So let's just not forget that as, you know, in, in gender, you know, men
2: That's need just as much oh, pursuit cons- consistency is key you know mm. consistency is key so that the man uh, if we're talking about emotions the man feels that they can't open up to you mm. you have to be consistent in asking those questions being consistent in um allowing them just to share and being patient with them as well as i think is really mm. important and i was also thinking because i've seen this in the past too um you know within any friendship or relationship there's going to be arguments um and i know and sometimes we have tendencies to bring up things in arguments you know or call call men weak or or something like that so just being like careful and mindful that in that process you don't in your anger if you guys are having an argument don't Don't use that against (laughs) them well don't sin but don't use that against them like oh you're you're a you're weak, you're a crybaby, stuff like that, because then that would just tamper, uh, you know, his journey on being more emotionally well-rounded, you know?
0: And I was thinking, Micah, as you were talking too, you said, like, the pursuit should be for both people. And that's so interesting because in my own head, I have definitely always had a different vision, right? Like, I'm always like, the guy needs to be the one pursuing. And... And I'm not going to, you know, even let them know anything because they need to be the pursuers. But this is actually kind of changing like my perspective on it, because although like men, you know, are called to be the leads, um, both people need to be pursued. Mm-hmm. And that's I don't know why that was so like crazy. And I, I finally got that today that like it's not um, it's it's more of culture. Yeah, culture was what I was actually thinking about more than like godly standards, the fact that like men need to be pursued just as much as women. And I never realized that until right now. So. You know, and I
1: it's easier said than done, Leticia. So I <clears throat> I can say that, but I still do that. So it's it's been a recent revelation in my mind, but actually walking that out is totally different and that just goes back to needing community needing accountability needing to be surrounded by people who are dead set on you know pursuing the character the heart of god no matter what that looks like in culture in society um so i'm i'm learning i i still don't know what that looks like because this is so this is so brand new i think i don't hear anyone talking about this um I, I've heard in podcasts or in things before, you know, maybe the the um, stereotypical differences between men and women, but there's, I've never seen um, uh, an attempt to really break through those barriers and to really come together and support each other and, and you know, do this, this life together well, love each other well. And so I just, I love this, this conversation, um, Cause I feel like this is so it's so anti-cultural and and it's 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 we're moving forward we want to push past okay God we just wanna we just wanna be more like you if that's our our ultimate goal then these conversations need to be had a whole lot more so have you been put down uh, I know you said um, your dad has asked you certain questions or been like you sh- you don't need to do that but even in friends or um, outside of that have you been put down for um, being aware of your emotions and for uh, manifesting, allowing your emotions to manifest and uh, things like that, Christian.
2: That's a good question, and I think just back to your original point about pursuing each other or supporting one another. I think it's at least maybe in my opinion, for men, it's pretty simple, which is knowing that they're noticed, they're valued, they're appreciated, they're being encouraged and they're supported, you know, that their efforts are not going unnoticed. um, And that they're they're just appreciated and that they're supported in their their work to pursue you and to to make a better life for you guys. So I think sometimes it's in the simple things that mean the most, especially to men. It doesn't have to be some big acts of grandeur or have to do all these things, but just more so just the the day-in, day-out consistency of being supportive, of being encouraging and being understanding that they are trying to figure this out themselves, you know? Yeah. There's no guide. Um, So that's what I had to say to that. But um, to your uh, second question, um, luckily for myself, I've always been kind of outside the box of what you would say I've never really cared um, about others what others might think of me at least in that regard to like what a man is but I've definitely seen it with close friends and others where it's it's really tough for them to get a grasp of what true masculinity looks like and that's why even in my my young years I'm still young and but what I've seen so far is there's so many men's groups and men's classes on what masculinity is and things of that nature and what a godly man looks like and stuff because it's definitely definitely needed because society puts this through either through social media or through film or through movies or culture is a big thing too yeah you know of what a man looks like at least for me in my personal experience I i love my dad to death but it definitely is a growing relationship because i saw certain things that he did and things of that nature. And I almost kind of went the opposite mm-hmm. just because I didn't want to be like that. And I I've noticed recently in these past couple of years that there's things in my dad that I see that I really dislike, but I've realized I dislike them so much in him because I see them within myself, mm-hmm. you know, and in psychology, there's often what we call a shadow self. It's part of ourselves that is in the shadow that we don't even acknowledge it is there, but we don't even acknowledge it because we don't like it. And often when we see those characteristics in someone else, we almost have a strong distaste for it, but that's because we see it in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good for men to, or, and for anybody in general to accept that side of themselves because then when you accept that side of yourself and you accept the whole, then you could better work to manage and I relate to to this to emotions is because often men will put their emotions although those things that might seem weak into that shadow place where they don't even recognize that they have those emotions they're not there but if they actually truly accept that they have those emotions and that it's okay to process them then we can work towards um, uh, showing those emotions healthy you know in a healthy way First, they have to accept that they have those emotions and that it's okay to show those emotions. But then that next step is to, okay, how do we healthily process these emotions and how do we effectively communicate these emotions in a healthy and in a godly way?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think one thing that, um, you know, you were saying like the men, the men have to accept that they have those emotions. I know for myself and obviously I'm a woman, but, um, as a woman, like, so it's hard to accept you have those emotions when you can't, like, put a name on them. Mm-hmm. And so I think, like, one thing that I've had to do, and I'm still not the greatest at showing my emotion, but I'm, I'm trying. Um, but I think one thing that I have been doing practically is just, like, you know, when I do feel like I have a certain emotion, like, naming that. Like, Okay, right now, I'm embarrassed. You know, right now, I feel um, frustrated right now, like naming those things because I think it's hard to just say, okay, I have all of these emotions when sometimes, like you said, it's it's mm. seen as anger or it's just you literally don't know how to label that mm. emotion. You don't you don't know what that emotion is. Again, to ourselves too, it looks it can feel just like anger, but we're not you know, digging a little deeper and realizing that it's disappointment, you know, or or whatever. So I think, like, a very practical step with that is, like, first, for men and for women, we have to be able to sit and, like, begin to analyze our thoughts throughout the day and think, like, you know, even write it down if you need to. Like, right now I'm feeling sad. Right now I'm feeling this. So that you can begin to see, like, Mm. oh, I'm I'm not emotionless. Yeah. I just don't focus so much on my emotions because we all have all of the emotions but sometimes we just don't focus on it and and you know so I think like a a big part of that is just like saying okay I have right now I'm feeling this right now I'm feeling this right now I'm feeling this and I think even in just that practical step um you can begin to see that you're not emotionless that you do have all of the emotions and that now you can begin to like I don't know, outwardly express it, you know, because now you've labeled and named that thing.
2: That's good. sometimes
0: like, yeah, you have to start with that. I know that's for myself. And so I'm guessing, and especially when people name you as emotionless or name you as hard hearted or whatever, just because you might not express it externally, um, you have to, when you do start to write down how you're feeling, it begins to remove that lie that you're, that you have no emotion. And that you have a cold heart because a lot of people that don't express emotionally outwardly, people call them cold hearted, you know, um, emotionless. But that's not true. We have we have all the same emotions you guys have. You guys just can name it and you guys just bring it more outward. You know, so I think I think we definitely have to start with like naming our stuff, analyzing ourselves throughout the day and realizing we have all of the emotion. Right. The rainbow of emotions. And then just being able to now take that step after we know what those emotions are and bring it outward.
1: I love that, Leticia, just really starting from from square one, um, because I I was thinking, okay, how do we practically, you know, get past this? So I love that you you went into that um, because it sounded like based on what Christian was saying, that um, the first step is acknowledgement. And that's hard when. You know, if you're told, like, you're saying Letizia your whole life that you're not to show emotion, you you just get past things. You know, the men that are, are close to me just say that they're numb or they're good. They don't have emotion when they when they, you know, have gone through trauma and very obviously need healing from things. But that acknowledgement or desire to acknowledge has not hit yet. So having to, even before you feel it, going in and digging, doing the analyzing and, and asking Lord, asking Lord, asking the Lord for, um, for help to identify, you know, he's, he comes as uh, the Holy Spirit is here as our helper, right? So father help me identify in this moment, you know, what's, what have I been shoving down? What is there, but hasn't been acknowledged. Um, so I love, I love everything you said, Leticia. That's, that's really great because people like me, I don't, I've never felt like I had to take that practical step, so this is this is brand new for me. Because in in relationship, I want to know how to tend, you know, to to others who don't function the way that I do. Whereas on my end, I have to learn to rein in my emotions; otherwise, I can go crazy. Um, so it's a completely different, uh, you know, way in which I have to I have to learn health on my end. But um, this is extremely insightful for me.
0: And I think even for people who are it's hard, the people that it's harder to express their emotion, especially like men, um, you know, one thing that Christian just as a friend has done for me is he's constantly showering me with like encouragement and just just honestly being an example of Jesus, right? And that has helped me to know that if I need to, I can express myself around him. Mm -hmm. You know, if I need to, um, I can share these things, and he won't think that I'm weak, or he won't think that I'm less than because he has showered me so much with just encouragement, and um, that's beautiful. You know, literally placed courage in me many times. So I know um, that he's a safe person, and he's a safe space for me to express myself if I need to. So I definitely agree with the part um, where he talked about. You have to be around safe people. You have to be around people that are going to um, not attack you in arguments. Not yeah, you know. And we had a conversation a few weeks ago um, because even though you know a lot of people see Christian as this person who who never gets angry, but he gets angry sometimes, which is normal, right? He's Hold a on. human. <laughs> and we had a little uh, a, a disagreement one day, um, and he kind of shut down for a few days and I'm the type of person that I cannot, I have to talk about it immediately, you know, but I couldn't because he wouldn't respond. (laughs) Um, Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. It's over. (laughs) But it,
2: It shows that even someone that is trying their best to actively pursue Lord as a man still has, like I said, it's still part of the journey. And eventually we did talk and I, I shared and poured out my heart, to let but at first you know it's that initial reaction of like i'm just gonna not i'm not gonna deal with this you know i'm just Mm. it's just gonna it's just gonna let it i'm just gonna let it go you know
0: and and when we spoke about it he was super vulnerable so when we um talked you know a few days after he was super vulnerable and um it was really encouraging and one thing that i i never tried to do and correct me if i'm wrong but you know, I felt like I was trying to make sure that he got all of his emotion out, and he knew that he wasn't weak for showing that, and he wasn't weak for having those emotions because mm. I want, you know, I wanted him to know like, like this is good, like this is a good thing, this is not a bad thing, and so yeah. I, I feel like I kept affirming him in that, um, but I think that in those situations, like, even for people that do express well, like Christian does, like you still have to affirm them in those times where they feel, they begin to kind of, uh, analyze their emotion again and, and question whether that emotion is okay to have, you know, you really have to like keep affirming them and be like, no, this, this is masculine. This is Mm. okay. This is how God created you. This is good. good. You know, in
2: the, in the realm of, sorry to catch up, in the realm of therapy, You know, as you guys know, in the context of therapy, you with a therapist and you're the you're the client and you're basically sharing all these intimate details with you. And it's not something that just comes about. One of the first things they stress in school is the therapeutic relationship and how trust is so important. So that person that you're working with understands that this it's a judgment free environment, you know, that you're actively listening that you're doing reflective listening, that you're kind of hearing them and repeating it back to them so that they know that you're listening and that you care and that you, your body language is non-judgmental. You know, things of that nature, I think, can translate over to our relationships and our friendships as well. Uh, just but to to make people feel more safe and comfortable opening up to you. So, And Let did a great job of just reaffirming that I was being heard and that what I was sharing was okay, you know, it may yeah. seem simple, like simple steps, but that's, that's what's needed. Yeah. Like I said, those simple things are what, what is needed. Um, and I think sometimes those simple mundane things we think um, are not necessary, but they're actually vital, you know, yeah, in allowing us to better express.
1: So. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like constant, going back to just pursuit and constant intentional effort from both sides, you know, Christian needed you to do that during that time and, and you've needed him. And, you know, we, we, we take from each other. That's what relationship is all about. Pursuit and consistency, like you said, Christian and intentionality, you know, we, we cannot lose sight of, um, of each other. It's really easy in a selfish culture to, uh, you know, be, be consumed with self and what I need, but that's not how Jesus operates. And so, as we pursue his character more we we naturally become more selfless also i've i've heard this before you know in conversation with men oh that's just not natural for me that's not nat-. just because it's not natural does that mean it's not unhealthy you know we're we're constantly learning to live against our old nature right i mean and there are some things obviously where we're uniquely wonderfully made right created in his image so there's there's different things about all of us that are, are, you know, foundational facets of who He made us to be that should not uh, shift. You know, that's it's just who He made us to be. However, we should be constantly taken from glory to glory. We should be constantly uh, being. Uh, we should be constantly transformed. So, if we're not growing, if we're if we're staying the same um, you know, not letting him move, then, then there's a problem no matter what area that's in, but, you know, especially emotionally, but it, it does sound like, um, women have a a responsibility, especially Christian women that we haven't taken on in really, really supporting, um, the men around us. So I'm, I'm excited to go out after this conversation and to, um, be an encourager to, you know, make sure that I'm, I'm being intentional with, with the males around me to create and cultivate a safe place where they know that they can, um, they can be. And then also it takes intentional effort on their part, you know, cause it's not natural. It's not grown to be natural for them to, um, to relay emotion. But, um, yeah, I just, I love all of this so much. I also was talking to someone recently about, you know, there aren't a ton of like, Examples in the Bible about you know good emotional fathers or, or really great um, dads or um, you know how how men treat their their wives you know emotionally or whatever and so uh, it seems as though there may be more examples and I would have to I don't quote me on this because I I need to like read through scripture to um, confirm what I'm saying, but just from what I know and from a conversation I recently had, uh, there's, there's not, um, a whole bunch of, of practical examples, you know, of, of those fathers and husbands in the Bible. So I wonder then, this is just a, a theory that I've created throughout this conversation. I wonder then because men are called to lead, if, the Lord intentionally left out certain aspects so that we would have to pursue him even more, that men would have to pursue him even more emotionally, you know, <clears throat> in order to lead, in order to be the uh, the perfect groom, in order to be the perfect dad. Um, I'm using perfect as, you know, perfect for them, for their situation, whatever. Um, because, uh, you know, he leaves certain things out so that we still have to pursue him all that much more. <clears throat> no,
0: I, I definitely see um, where that could be the case, but I would also say that um, maybe a reason, and again, this is you know hypothetical too, but maybe a reason he doesn't give examples of like amazing fathers is because he gives the example of him, James. of Jesus and of God, and and yeah, um, you know the compassion that comes from that, and I think if there were a lot of examples in the Bible of really good men, then men might just try to like reach that. Yeah. You know, men just take, might just take that as the example instead Mm -hmm. of fully depending on all of
2: God. Like when people were trying to almost, when in Moses's time when they were, you know, followers of, of, of Moses under his discipleship, you know, a lot of them were pursuing Moses yeah and he's like no we're he's just a vessel f- you know for God so that's I can good. see where yeah see where that 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 comes into play but Jesus is the ultimate example yeah even though he wasn't a physical father he didn't have physical kids you know he he's a perfect example of what a husband should do um and it's that's to sacrifice themselves mm. to almost lay down their life um for um for their wives and we were doing something yesterday where it's not only romantic love but it's almost an agape love which is a, a, a more so a God love that the husband should you strive for is to, to sacrifice themselves to love uh, love their wives as Jesus loved the church yeah. mm. you know and gave his life for it Yeah. so I think it's good for the man to selflessly serve you know his wife yeah but
1: and I, we have to do I the think- same we have to do the mm-hmm. same and that, yeah, yeah, it goes back into that pursuit so that there's a constant... I'm sorry, Leticia, what were you going to say?
0: It's okay. If you want to be rude some more. Okay, um. you know what? Okay. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, no, no, no. I was just saying, yeah, I think... I really think that, you know, like Christian said, like, Jesus is the ultimate example um, for all of us. You know, even I think of him at the... Um, speaking with the woman at the well and just how compassionate and emotional he was there with with the woman. Um, and I think that he truly is the example for us of like what that healthy emotion looks like, what compassion looks like, what um, caring for strangers looks like. You know, like just, I don't know, I think... I, I really think that he is our ultimate example of how to properly yeah, um, handle emotion, because even though he knew Lazarus was going to be raised, he still wept, you know, even, even mm. though he knew he was going to go and heal Lazarus. That's like, good. He, knew, he knows everything, you know, but he still wept and he still, you know, just comforted the sisters, you know, um, even though he knew the outcome. And I think sometimes... Um, we know that things are going to be okay. So we tell ourselves and we tell each other, like, you don't need to cry. Like, God's going to handle it. God's going to take care yes. of it. Like, yes, 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 Jesus yes, cried. Yes. Knowing that oh my Lazarus was going to be healed because that is how emotional of a god he was man so we don't have to you know block that emotion just because it's going to turn out well
1: i love that you said that leticia that is such a good point <clears throat> so getting away from even the gender thing just really really um going there with other believers um you know is so important i went to this church um a few years back and i I didn't end up staying. I had a really hard time every time I would go there because um, any time I was going through something or or it was rough, they'd be like, "Oh, it's gonna be all good, you know, count it all joy, whatever. It's all good." And I was like, "I'm like, my heart is is grieving right now. Like, I I and I feel like the Lord is trying to go there with me, but why aren't why aren't you? That's that's not community. And so we need to be." obviously encouragement and you know expanding and and giving the big picture to people is is sometimes needed but we really need to be use be using wisdom and and ask the holy spirit for for guidance and for um just openness of the heart to go there with people um you know we have to be willing to be with with people not just for the good times you know when you enter into friendship I mean obviously in marriage you enter into covenant but there is also you know uh, there's soul ties and and covenant and promises whatever in friendship as well for better or for worse you know we need to be able to be there for, for the worst parts to be able to stick it out you know we're so used to things being convenient but Jesus is not God is such an example of not just being here for the convenience you know he's so consistent so steadfast in his love even when we hurt him even when it, you know, it's, it's hard and his heart does grieve during those times. But, um, I just I think that we need to to ask the Lord to expand our emotional capacity to be willing to sit with people uh even if they just need to cry on our shoulder to give us the capacity to cry with other people you know and it's not always just crying sometimes it's um righteous anger that is a thing as well you know sadness you know loss those are all real things um not everything is always bright and sunny and rainbows so I love that you brought that up because that's that's been a trend that I've seen among believers. Um, and I've only met a select few that are willing to sit with me and say, wow, that must be really difficult. Let me sit with you and pray with you. My heart is grieved for what you're going through. And I know that the Lord is grieving with you as well. So there's joy that comes in the morning. But right now in this place, let me just enter in with you. You know, there is something like really special. Night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it
0: made me think of Ecclesiastes 3, where it talks about there's a time for everything. And I think this is really good when we think of emotions, but I'm going to just read it real quick. It says, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the sun or under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. Um, And then it goes down and it says, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time for love and a time for hate, Um, a time for war and a time for peace. And I think that even just this scripture has so many emotions in it, and it shows that there's a time for all of those.
1: Yeah, no, that's really, really good. the, The one that stuck out to me the most was a time to kill and a time to heal. Um, because with men you know it's it's i don't need to heal i've gotten past that but it's you know a lot of times shoving things down so yeah there's a time to attack there's a time to be strong there's a time to kill but there's a time to heal there's a time to be weak and just heal right in our weakness he is strong so we're it's actually preventing god from being fully god in our lives if we're trying to be strong emotionally and not uh you know, surrendering that emotion to him and and asking him to be strong for us. Um, yeah.
2: you, so. That you, I just thought of something, too, that came to my mind as you were sharing, Micah. That was a, a great point. And I was thinking, like, I've noticed in my own life, too, that sometimes for men it can be hard to be vulnerable with God mm. in our relationship because we kind of carry that over into that relationship where we maybe almost feel like we can hide certain emotions or things Mm. even from him, you know, because we have to be this certain way. But I would encourage guys, you know, start there, start that with relationship with God, just like with sin or anything else. God has to do that transformation. Mm. And then from there, uh, you take the practical steps to continue on that journey. But um, yeah, I would just encourage men just to start, you know, being fully transparent and vulnerable with God. That's about good. what you're dealing with, what you're going through, but also your struggle with your emotions. And then from there, he will continue to transform and to shape you. Um, and then from there, like I said, you take those practical steps, to be in a community that can accept accept you taking those steps to understand how to healthily communicate your emotions and things of that nature. So I just thought of that.
1: That's so good. I actually love that that we're closing on that note. I don't even like... I'm like, yeah, that ultimately, because we can talk about all of the, you know, practical steps to take horizontally, but it has to start vertically. I love, love, love that you said that, Christian. That's, I mean, that's where everything else flows from, right? That's so good.
0: And I think it will be good for Christian to close us out in prayer and praying for the men that, men and women, because I know we're focusing on men, but this is also a, a woman issue also. Um. So maybe Christian, would you mind praying us out and just praying for those that
2: struggle with this? Absolutely, and thank you guys again for having me on. It was uh, it was a pleasure. But um, let's go before the Lord. So, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for who you are and all you've done for us, Father. Thank you just for another day, just to wake up and to just bask in your presence, Lord God. Yeah. Um, thank you for the discussion that was had today, and I just pray that you would use this to just reach people, to reach men and women that might be struggling with this issue. May they understand that it's okay to express healthy emotion, that it's okay to feel a certain way, and they're not condemned for it, and they're not weak for it, Lord God. So we just lift up these people before you, Father, that they would just have an encounter with you to understand that it's okay to show healthy emotions. It's okay to show compassion, to show love, Um To be weak and to be vulnerable with one another, because that's what makes us human. And it really just shows uh, to us and to each other, Lord God, that we have a need and a dependency on you, Lord. Um, So I just pray um, for those that might be struggling with this, both men and women, that you would meet them where they're at, Lord God, that they would understand um, that it's okay. It's okay to be vulnerable, that it's okay to feel a certain way, Lord God. Um, And I just pray that they would entrust those feelings and those things to you, Father, and that you would just... That they would allow them, that they would allow you just to shape and mold them into the image of Christ, Lord God. And for us as friends and as people in relationships, Father, I just ask that you would help us to be more aware of our surroundings, to to, to be more aware of setting an environment, Lord God, that is conducive for, uh, to people to feel, feel vulnerable um, so that we may in turn show the love of Christ, Lord God. Um, we just thank you and we commit all these things to you, Lord God. Bless the day. Uh, be with us as young believers that you would just strengthen us, encourage us, Lord God, to be light in our communities, in our schools, in our workplaces, and in our homes, Lord God. Um, we commit all these things to you. We thank you. We love you. And we praise you in Jesus' mighty and holy name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: amen. Yes. Thank you, Thacker. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you so much. I love this. All right, yes, guys. so good. Have an amazing day. God bless. Um, and we'll Thank we'll you. be back next we'll time. Later. Bye. Right. Thank Bye. you guys. <laughs>